This is episode 2 of the One Idea Podcast, When to Ask for More Money. This podcast is produced by Evolve and Adapt, a certified management consulting and digital implementation firm based in Singapore and Malaysia. If you're looking for a professional team to position your brand and grow your business to the next level, speak to us at evolveadapt.com. Dear citizens, my name is JC Sum. I'm a certified marketing management consultant and the author of Evolve, Adapt or Collapse. I'd like to tell you three stories. The first story is about a conversation I overheard at a cafe when a group of friends were discussing their jobs and their careers. One of the friends lamented that she had not received a raise in almost two years, and she felt she deserved one because she had already spent so much time with the company. She said if she did not get a raise, she would look for another job. Her friend asked how much of an increment she was looking at, and she said, don't know, maybe 10 to 20%. The second story is about a business owner who runs an online retail business selling novelty items, gifts, and games. He wanted to raise his prices because his cost of goods was increasing. However, he was unsure whether his customers would be willing to pay more, but also noted that other sellers were increasing their prices. The third and final story is a joke, but it's my favorite kind of joke as there's a lesson to be learned from it. Mrs. Lee was walking around in her house doing her chores. She walked over a particular spot and her wooden floorboard gave a loud creak. She walked all around the spot and there was no sound. But when she walked over that specific spot, the floorboard gave that distinctive loud creak. She decided to ignore it and continue about her day. But every time anyone walked over the spot, the floorboard would creak. This went on for days, and it started to drive Mrs. Lee crazy. Finally, she got so annoyed with the sound that she decided to look for someone to fix it. She went online to look for a general contractor and contacted him to come down to take a look. The contractor came down with his assistant equipped with a set of professional tools. The contractor examined the situation and took a hammer to knock different parts of the floorboard. He also used a level to check different parts of the floor. After about half an hour, he told Mrs. Lee that he had no idea why the floorboard was creaking and said she might have to rip up the entire flooring and install new wooden boards. Not willing to go through the hassle and expense of changing her floorboards, she went around looking for three more contractors to see if anyone could solve the creaking sound. Each and every one of them failed after extensive investigating and troubleshooting. Finally, she contacted a handyman whom her friend recommended. By this time, Mrs. Lee was resigned to the fact that she might have to live with the unbearable creaking sound or change her floorboards completely. The handyman showed up and he was dressed in dusty overalls with paint splatters all over it. He had not shaved in days and appeared to not have showered for days too. He wore a tool belt around his waist that contained a sparse assortment of tools. A slightly appalled, Mrs. Lee pointed out the problem. The handyman walked around the floorboards three times and used his knuckle to rap at different parts of the floor. He moved about two meters away from the spot, took out a one-inch long nail and hammered it into the floorboard. He told Mrs. Lee to check it out 
and to her amazement, the creaking sound was gone. She was so happy and asked how much this would cost. The handyman told her $300. Mrs. Lee was shocked and said, You only spent two minutes here. Why does it cost so much? The handyman took out a small notepad, scribbled out an invoice, tore it out and handed it to Mrs. Lee. It read, Cost of one nail, one dollar. Knowing where to nail, $299. Bear those three stories in mind as we discuss this episode, which is all about knowing when is the right time to ask for more money. For an employee, it means asking or negotiating for a raise. And for a business owner, it is when to raise the selling price of a product or service. Before you start thinking about when you should ask for more money, I suggest reframing the question and instead ask, why do you deserve to ask for more money? In the case of the first story about the employee who felt she deserved a raise, she felt she deserved the raise because she put in a certain amount of time into the company and should be compensated for having spent that time. However, time spent is not a good measurement of value, especially from the employer's point of view. Unless you have a job where the value is time-based, such as maybe a security guard who has to be on duty for a certain number of hours a day, or some very low-level manual work where the number of hours equate to output, most jobs in today's economy do not measure value simply by time spent. Value is instead derived from the quality of work, expertise that's brought to the table, productivity, efficiency, or contribution to the organization. Most modern employers do not value employees just because they put in the time required. Maybe there are some traditional employers who do so, and I know of some who need to see their staff physically working to feel they are contributing. But the reality today is most modern employers value actual contributions to the company, regardless of whether you are a profit driver or a cost center. Profit drivers are roles that have a direct impact on revenue, such as business development, sales, or marketing. Cost centers refer to internal functions that support a business or are operational roles. Essentially, if you solve problems and are not part of the problem, you will be valued, regardless of the time you put in. In the example of the handyman in the third story, who solved the problem of the creaking floorboard, he took a few minutes and a single nail to solve the problem. His value had nothing to do with time spent. So if you are an employee looking to get a raise or promotion, think about the value you bring to your organization. Document and make a case for your contributions, whether it is increasing revenue or saving time and money, which affects a company's profitability. These are much more effective than highlighting the length of time you have been at the company or the number of hours you put in in a day. Documenting your value to your company will also help you determine how much of a raise to ask. Knowing and justifying the absolute or percentage amount is just as important as positioning yourself for a raise. Remember the first story of the girl who said she did not know how much of a raise she wanted and just pulled out 10-20% to 20 out of thin air? She obviously had no idea what to ask for as she was not even thinking about what tangible or quantifiable value she could offer the company. If you can demonstrate your increased value, whether quantitatively or qualitatively, you can make a strong case for a raise. This is basically marketing. 
In episode one of the podcast, I shared my definition of marketing. It is the communication of differentiated value to your target audience. So communicate your value to your management to justify why you deserve a raise. If you can't, then unfortunately, you probably do not deserve a raise. Here are some ideas to position yourself for a raise. Number one, think how you can contribute to the organization beyond what is expected from you. Start with your actual job scope and examine if there are ways you can make tangible improvements. This includes looking for ways to increase sales, productivity, efficiency, or reducing human error, time, and money. Number two, constantly upgrade yourself with new skills and technology. This is easier said than done as we're all already swamped with day-to-day work, but the world is constantly evolving and you must too. Take courses, self-learn through online tutorials, and keep up to date with emerging trends and technology in your field. Number three, regardless of your role in your organization, make the effort to learn the big picture. Understand what your company really does and learn what are the different aspects of the company's work. The better you understand your company, its customers, and how operations work, the better you understand how you fit in the organization. You also have a better idea of how you can contribute more value in your current role. A simple way to do this is to talk to your colleagues and understand what they do and what their pain points are. And of course, I'm talking about colleagues from different departments. Number four, learn from others in similar roles in your industry. The internet, social media, and global connectivity makes this so easy. Join Facebook or LinkedIn groups to see if there are ideas you can borrow that can make you perform better or make your job easier. Make friends, make connections, and see if anyone can help you with challenges that you have in your role. And many people are really happy to brainstorm ideas to help you get a raise. On the flip side, if you are an employer, it is vital to reward employees who are demonstrating extraordinary value and effort. Give raises or bonuses if deserving and do not take high-performing employees for granted because you will lose them in future. Loyalty only goes so far. Employees still need to feel recognized both in spirit and monetarily. When you do give a raise or bonus, be sure to give the reason why you're doing so. This will increase motivation and morale in your team. So far, we've discussed increasing your value as an employee. But what if you're an entrepreneur or business owner? When should you raise your selling price? Again, you should reframe the question. Why do you deserve to raise your price, whether you're selling a product or service? In the case of our second story of an online seller, He wanted to raise his price because his cost of goods increased. He further justified asking for more money because other sellers were raising their prices too. From a business owner's point of view, these are practical reasons to ask for more money. However, in marketing, it is vital that a business always sees things from the customer's point of view. Honestly, customers do not care about the challenges of business owners. They do not empathize with rising costs or operational difficulties. All they want to get is what they paid for fast. It sounds harsh, but that is the reality. If you want to raise your prices, you must justify it from the customer's point of view, even if the underlying reason is a business decision. 
the only reasonable justification for asking for more money from customers from their point of view is if they get more value for the higher price. If they can get something better, faster, safer, or more of something, customers will be more than willing to accept the raise in price. Here are some ideas that business owners can explore to ask for more money. Number one, increase the quality or quantity to give a better product or more of your product. Number two, increase value adds that do not cost you much money but increases the customer perceived value. Maybe you can add a free gift or free warranty or offer free after-sales service. Number three, reduce the availability of the product or service to make it more exclusive. Customers understand they need to pay more for scarcity. It is basic economics. The lower the supply, the higher the price. Number four, overhaul your brand image or rebrand with a more premium product or service to command a higher price. If you make drastic changes, customers are no longer comparing apples to apples. The pricing is different because you're no longer selling apples but are selling oranges. By the way, do you know what color is a carrot? If you said orange, that is incorrect. An orange is orange color, a carrot is carrot color. But I digress. Now some business owners try to go the other way. Instead of asking for more money by raising their price, they keep the prices the same but lower the value they offer. This almost never ends well as customers are not stupid. Most customers would rather pay more than receive less value in terms of quality or quantity. Some business owners opt to use cheaper materials which affect a physical product or some reduce the size of the offering. This is very common in the food and beverage industry. Just last week, I had lunch at a Japanese chain restaurant. I won't say its name, although it rhymes with Hakuzen. Instead of raising their prices, they shrunk their serving sizes to laughable portions. It was literally half the size from before. Not only that, the size of the fish on the sushi was sliced so thinly that they were thin translucent slithers of fish. The first sushi that arrived was Ika sushi, which is squid. The size of the sushi was half the original size, and the ika itself looked like a white porous piece of paper on the rice. Next up was salmon sushi, and you could actually see through the piece of salmon to the rice underneath. Have you ever seen translucent salmon before? Well, I have now. When the manager asked how was the meal when payment was being made, I said the chef must be incredibly skilled and have a very sharp knife as I had never seen fish slice so thinly in my life. I told him I understand that costs may be increasing but this was just ridiculous. If you are a business owner and want to ask for more money, find ways to increase your value to the customer to justify the price increase. Customers understand that increasing inflation, operational costs and taxes can affect profitability, but they never want to feel like the costs are directly passed on to them. So you have to be creative and sincerely look at your product or service to see how you can increase your value to the customer so that the price increase is justified and you can cover your escalating costs as well. I hope you have a better idea on how to go about asking for more money and when is the right time to do so. The answer lies in the value you can give to your employer or customer. 
If you can provide value above expectation, you absolutely deserve a raise and can ask for more money. Now, whether you get the raise is a completely different story and that is the subject of another episode entitled How to Beg for More Money. Jokes aside, I pray you never ever see transparent fish on sushi the next time you dine out. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the One Idea Podcast. Catch every episode by subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on your favorite podcast app. Just search for One Idea, O-N-E-E-Y-E-D-E-E-R. As you know, a podcast needs listeners' reviews to grow, so please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This ensures we can keep this podcast free forever. Check the show notes for details. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, myself, or our consulting firm, head over to oneideapodcast.com. My name is JC Sum, and this has been One Idea.